This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, the weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network featuring Pastor Xavier Reese, normally, and the Ministry of Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, California. And unfortunately, we are without Pastor Xavier today, but we do have some very special guests with us. As usual, our studio engineer, Jonathan Duran. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 125 on May 21st, 2019. And the year is flying by. Yes, it is. Can't believe it's almost June, halfway through the year. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, I, crazy. Please tell me it's just because I'm old that time goes quicker. <laughs> no, I think something's <laughs> disrupted in the space-time continuum after 2000, I think. Oh, gracious. <laughs> wow. We're glad to be here today, myself, Pastor Tony Scotty, and with us, our very special guest in the studio today, uh, Pastor Henry Duran. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and his wife, Gloria Duran. Good morning. So we've got uh, a good portion of the whole Duran family here with us this morning. We're <laughs> yeah. very grateful to have. Thank you guys so much for taking time to be here today. I know that you guys are busy. There's events here at the church tonight and lots going on, but oh, we're grateful the Lord uh, put it on your heart to be able to be present with us. Uh, Pastor Henry and his wife, Gloria, are in engaged in a broad variety of different ministries here at Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, men's and women's ministry, uh, special events, evangelism, uh, different aspects of counseling, just to name a few, and there are others as well. Uh, One of the areas that you two oversee that is especially important to the body has to do with ministry to married couples. And you two have been directing the marriage ministry here for many years, this year, the Lord has given you a very interesting perspective in the curriculum, the, the syllabus that you're addressing for the marriage ministry meetings. What can you tell us about that? Well, this year's theme came as an overflow of last year's theme. Um, last year, we went through premarital counseling steps. Uh, we called that reset the marriage relationship. This year... It was almost a natural outflow of, 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 okay, there's premarital for a lot of couples that didn't take premarital, how to learn, you know, the, the basics of marriage. And now the Lord just put it on my heart to go into first Corinthians 13 with a theme, uh, learning how to love. Okay. You got married. So now let's put it into action. And hence the, the, the theme learning how to love. Interesting. The, the neat thing about this theme this year is with young couples, it is a learning process, but it's true also for couples that have been married as long as we have. It's continually a learning process. It's not like we've arrived and we know how to love with God's love, no matter how long you've been married. There's Uh, always some new challenge, isn't there? Always, always. And and it's it's really easy, I think, uh, the longer you're married to kind of sometimes just sweep those things under the carpet rather than just okay, what does God's word say here? And we need to realign ourselves. We need to readjust ourselves. Uh, otherwise, you know, other things start happening. And you, you do, though. You kind of have this desire to put it on autopilot and not really invest the time and energy. And that, that's what it is, time and energy. And with a theme like 1 Corinthians 13, 
everyone has, you know, they see the, the greeting cards and the gift cards that have the scripture and the plaques that have the scripture and all that kind of stuff. But when you really, really dive into a, a passage like that, like 1 Corinthians 13, it is deep. It is heavy. It, it, it makes you examine <laughs> how you function in marriage. So it, it um, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's, it's <laughs> convicting. Yeah. One of the things that's so amazing uh, serving with believers here at the church is whenever we as a group, or let's say Pastor Diego dealing with the youth group, he starts uh, going into a new area of scripture, Old Testament, mm-hmm. New Testament. There is an amazement, always a, an amazement at the depth of substance that when you really slow down to start teaching through a particular passage of scripture, you go, you know, I've read this a hundred times, yes. but there's so much here beyond what I've actually mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just awesome. And that's the incredible thing about the word of God. I mean, that we, is. We, next year I'll read it and the Lord will minister a whole All new. new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. You know, how important is premarital counseling? Since we brought up that, that issue here at the beginning. How important is it for couples that are going, is it less important for couples that are like somebody who's gone through a failed marriage and then they're going to get remarried? They know more about what marriage is about. Is there a difference? Yeah, yeah, I believe there is. If you look at a a, a couple that's failed in marriage, premarital counseling brings you, it's like going through the basic doctrines of the, you know, the new believers class. Amen. Okay, there's stuff that just bypass them. There's stuff that they didn't even know. And hence, they they have pro, you know mistakes that have taken place in their marriage. Where premarital counseling, it's almost like getting grounded in the doctrines of marriage, mm-hmm. and then couples have to apply it to their lives. So, for somebody who's been through a failed marriage situation for whatever reason, it's almost like corrective therapy for them at that point. All a lot, many times we, yeah. and then sometimes couples are like, wow, why didn't we, you know, do this? Or there's conviction, man, if only I would have, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just love imparting that kind of uh, uh, instruction to the couples on that. And like we've mentioned before, Gloria and I got saved through premarital counseling. Yeah. So we know what it did for our marriage right from the beginning <laughs> it's kind of wild how your life changing as believers and your marriage and every all it was a package deal right there together oh, it's good it's <laughs> win-win all the way around and we ate it up we just you know just we wanted that so badly and we wanted you know lord look at what we have now this is marriage you know we the, the examples that we saw throughout growing up in our teen years and now we can see lord you've shown us what marriage truly is help us to apply it help us to live it now and, and there's nothing like that it was pretty awesome i really you know the uh the curriculum last year of going through that premarital counseling issues with because as you look out at the church it seems that a very small percentage of the people, married couples in the church, have really been through a premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. So great opportunity for them. And we encourage you, if you're listening over the airwaves, and let's say you and your husband or your wife have not been through premarital counseling, get the recordings. Download the recordings. Go to calvarychapelpasadena.org or .com, and you can actually find those recordings on the website, download them for free and listen to them, go mm-hmm. through and take advantage mm-hmm. of that. You know, it's always been my view that an individual church like our church here, Calvary Pasadena or small churches or large churches, whatever the case may be, that a church is only as strong as its families. Do you really think 
healthy families are that central to the church's purpose in the Lord's view? Yeah, I think it's vital. It's very important for a healthy family uh, because society begins with the family. Amen. So if families are being grounded and taught and growing in the things of the Lord, society is going to be better. If you look yeah. at all the issues on the news every week, every day that we see and the shootings and the, the murders and all the stuff that we, you know, we, we get bombarded with, if you peel back the layers of, of how that began, you can go back and see that it began in a, in a home that needed the Lord. Yeah. A broken home, a fractured home, a mm-hmm. home with no father and a home with, you know, no mother. And like you see a lot more these days. And and so it's vital for us, for the church and also for people within the church body who are going to serve in ministry. Yes. They need, you know, the qualifications. If you look at Timothy and Titus, mm-hmm. you know, that they have to be spiritually healthy, not perfect, but there has to be something there in the home that is qualifying for ministry. And we look at those qualifications in Timothy, first Timothy and Titus mm-hmm. as qualifications for deacons and elders, but they really do have a much Correct. broader app. They really apply the to everybody yeah. in the church yeah. as believers. We're going to walk with God. We need to have those issues mm-hmm. in place in our lives. It's interesting, and you know, and single individuals in the church, and there are a lot, mm-hmm. there are a lot of single people in our church here in Pasadena. Their efforts and their ministry, their service to the Lord is huge. It's great. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that a married family, married couple, husband, wife, have much broader areas of concern. Like how many uh, young single men are going to get involved in children's ministry? You know, not not a lot. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. You know, whereas a dad who has small children has a motivation mm-hmm. to be in. And, and, and that's just one example. And I think mm-hmm. there, are, there are probably hundreds. Mm-hmm. Much broader application for people from married. And when you look at, the, at least for us, huh, Gloria, when we look at the qualifications in Timothy and Titus for deacons and elders, it draws us back all the time to get right in our marriage mm-hmm. when we're not right in marriage and we're going, well, how can we serve? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to get right. And it's always been a good anchor and a good thing to go back to because it comes back into the forefront of why we're doing stuff and like get right, you know, and if we didn't have that. We would just, okay, whatever. And, and, and it, 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 it's so therapeutic. Yeah. There's nothing like having an argument with your wife on the phone and then having to do marriage counseling with somebody. Yeah. And then, oh my goodness. Yeah. And the enemy's there and <laughs> you know, we're out in the parking lot and, <laughs> you know, and then we come and say, hi, how are you doing? You want to get married? <laughs> you know? God is so good. God is so gracious, you know, to overlook our many failings. But the determining factor on that is that we're willing, that we're willing to bring our failures into the presence of the Lord and say, God, this is who we are. And boy, I'll tell you, marriage helps that. Mm -hmm. Marriage, you know, reveals all your shortcomings one way or another. And I have seen, back to the single uh, guys, lately I see a few single guys in our church mm-hmm. that do serve in, in children's ministry, and I am so blessed by that. That's cool. You know, I'm going, really? You know? And uh, I'm sure the Lord has gifted them to do that for them, you know? Amen. You know, one of the things about our, our church here, and, and honestly, I was talking to Gloria earlier about 
how little time and energy we have to check out so many things in the Christian marketplace. We really, you know, people ask us about books. Well, who is that? I don't even know who that, because our total focus is in the scripture, in the word of God, and trying to apply that on a practical basis to the ministry that God's called us to. And uh, about our church here, how prominent the scripture is in everything that goes on, in everything. From, you know, when we meet for uh, staff meetings in the morning, day by day, all the way through to uh, the details of special events. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, tonight you're having a, a kind of a mini banquet with the women's leadership, Gloria. And it, but it's all built around the significance of Scripture and the importance mm-hmm. of that ministry. Mm-hmm. Is we don't. We become, as Xavier says, an organization. You know, yeah. we're, we're doing yeah. it out of other energies and not out of based on God's Word. We're so. just a social... Club. club and the know. lord knows there are a ton of influences out there that are working to bring the church down to the level of a corporate organization mm-hmm. and they really see it so many people see this as you know this is organization this is advancement this is you know and it, it's kind of it's a business model mm-hmm. but it's it's really a corruption of what god's intended and it's scary if you meet, you go through different activities within the church and the word of God is not the, in the forefront because then things get in the flesh. Things yeah. get yeah. get carnal. Things get weird and you start bringing in stuff from the outside culture and that can be really scary, you know, but if we meet and, and the word of God, even and everything we do is there, people, you see people, the word of God just touch people and bring them back to Okay, this is the purpose. Mm-hmm. This is what God's doing here. It could be in the smallest meeting. Yeah. You know, that's why like with my marriage leadership, we meet once a month. We go through a book, we go through the word, and you just see people get aligned again, you know, and be ready to serve. Mm-hmm. And know? that's God's plan. Using the scripture by his spirit, that's the thing that makes it work. And one of the reasons that we are I don't think overly critical, but critical of parachurch organizations, because these are Christian organizations seeking to do a good work, Mm -hmm. but they are by nature, they're really contradictory to the structure of the church. Mm -hmm. They don't have a pastor. They don't have elders. Mm -hmm. They don't have, they can't go to the Bible and say, okay, well, this is what we need to do right here. But you know, Matthew chapter 18, this is a, they don't have those guidelines because they're not a church as such. Mm-hmm. And that really is huge in, in really a sort of a breakdown mm-hmm. in people being able to allow the Lord to do the work. That's what been one of my concerns in, in the current churches. When I see a lot of those para church organizations that seem to be doing a great service in a yeah. sense, they want to feed the poor. And they they do. want to yeah. clothe people. But I always wonder, are, are you just leaving the people there at that point? Mm-hmm. Or are you ministering the word of God and letting the spirit of God do something there? You know, I, I don't know all the time, but I just wonder, you know, how much of that is going on because that's where the power comes in. That's yeah. where the the, the the turnaround in people's lives will take place. So important. Yeah. You know, back again to the series that you're teaching, uh, you folks this, this year, uh, learning to love is a part of your perspective. And the idea uh, it, as a question is part of that title the idea that uh, we don't really know how to love the way the Lord intends us to? Absolutely, we don't. Because as human beings, our tendency is to love with 
our human love, with our understanding, mm-hmm. with our emotions, with our circumstances. There's a lot of influences that define love on the human level. But God's love is completely apart from human love. And so it's learning to love through the power of God's love, through his Holy Spirit, through his word, all all encompassing coming from God and God alone. Um, otherwise, our love is just selfish. You know, and and uh, mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing right there, isn't it? <laughs> our love is selfish. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to me the lengths that people can go to to make their motivation appear selfless at while the bottom line really is it's all about them mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is and i and i and the thing is is it's kind of crazy people don't see that about themselves <laughs> they they see it in somebody else they see it in their partner mm-hmm. you know wait wait a minute you're just pushing my buttons here you just want this and this and this and it's all about you but they don't see it in themselves mm-hmm. you know and and that's where the word of god then again mm-hmm. it has to be based on god's word because yeah. god's word is corrective mm-hmm. it's corrective it starts with us but otherwise you know it's very easy to say you know you, i like what xavier <laughs> says you know you, you you divorce someone because you guys aren't getting along whatever and you remarry but you're still the same and you know Mm -hmm. unless we Mm -hmm. learn to love with god's love through his word we're going to remain the same and be a problem Mm -hmm. wherever we go and i feel that more than ever before than ever in times past with the busyness and the craziness of life and things that are going on in home life it's very easy to treat each other in the flesh or react with each other in ways that are not loving. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you don't mm-hmm. love your, your spouse, but if we can impart something from the word of God in these studies and, a, and, a, and, and, and praise God, I see this a lot of times they come back and they say, we remembered what you said right at that moment How in cool. our home. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this, this is what it's all about. That is great. You know, and, and, and it, 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 we need that, especially with times. Like you said, here we are already halfway through the year almost. Yeah. People are busy. You know, we just bought a new computer at home and Gloria and I have gone through all kinds of madness trying to get it up and running and <laughs> God's love better. It had to be there because... <laughs> or we had to get it back. <laughs> yeah, or we had to ask for it back. Yeah. And, okay, let's stop. Let's go through First Corinthians 13. Oh, right? man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. It's so awesome. But, you know, the the just the, the reality of... When the Lord shows you something about yourself that's not right, how startling it is. You're like, well, I've been doing this. And and you're like justifying yourself. God, you know what I'm doing here. I'm doing everything I'm just doing. And he goes, what? Wait a minute. And you're like, oh, no, I'm wrong. When God shows you you're wrong, it's so powerful. And it's that humility. You know, the Lord brings a humility into our life that allows everything else to work and to flow. And it's interesting you were talking about people taking one another for granted and how easy it is to speak to you know your mm-hmm. spouse mm-hmm. in a way that's not encouraging or helpful mm-hmm. after years of marriage you know i just celebrated my 40th anniversary here there are some ways in which that gets worse yeah because you you're so used to one another you know There's... i didn't expect that <laughs> i thought i would you hit... thought you would be more considerate huh i thought i would hit a plateau and then okay <laughs> and the lord told me no henry you gotta do the next level take it to the next level oh, and i'm like man. lord i thought i was over it no gloria changes you change you're growing you know it doesn't end and that's why i love the learning to love because we're never fully going to be mm-hmm. there we always right. have to come back and Amen. and be changed well hopefully 
we are ever changing till we give our last breath. And so for those that have been married a long time or a little bit of time, we need to continually need to learn mm-hmm. how to love with God's love. And we have spent countless hours in the kitchen turning out, trying to understand each other, trying to you know, where, what we said, the thing, and, and God is so faithful, like you said a minute ago, mm-hmm. that if we allow him, if we humble ourselves and walk away, pray, he shows us who we are. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we can come back toward each other. And you know what, honey, uh, it, you know, it was me or, mm-hmm. you know, it was me <laughs> or it was me. <laughs> well, and, and even sometimes he, you just don't come to a place of where it was me or I'm, let's, we just need to be right. And clear. We need to go forward. Amen. We need to be right. That's right. Because, and you know, God, that only God can do that. Yeah. Right. Be, <laughs> because again, with our selfish mm-hmm. love, we're going to hold to our guns. Mm-hmm. I'm right. Yeah. You know, and, and you're going to know I'm right. That's the natural mm-hmm. inclination. But God's word just nails us. And, mm-hmm. and it's, What you guys just, are describing there, that whole process of addressing an issue and then praying and going away and coming back. And cause there is an element of time that's really necessary for you to percolate all this stuff down into your thick skull. You know, yeah. we're, we're very hard headed, yeah. but, um, this is, that really portrays the maturity in marriage that the Lord has blessed you guys with and other couples yeah. in beautiful ways that, you know, my heart really goes out to young married couples who have two or three kids and mm-hmm. have financial issues. And mm-hmm. there is so much pressure upon their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, having people don't realize, you know, having small children is the greatest, the most wonderful thing in the whole world, but it really puts pressure yeah. on a marriage mm-hmm. because there is a thousand things you need to do right now. Mm-hmm. Which is why, again, the premarital is so vital, yeah. you know, and Lord willing, they're somewhat prepared to face the challenges of starting a family and whatever the rest of mm-hmm. life has for you. Uh, and, you know, and they'll remember what was given to them. And we're blessed to be able to impart if there's something that'll help them to see from afar. But when that wave comes crashing in and, mm-hmm. you know, praise God, you know, we, we, we've done what. And that, you know, when I do premarital counseling, as I have the opportunity every once in a while, that is what I tell the couples. You know, uh, premarital counseling is not going to prepare you for marriage entirely and completely. Mm-hmm. But what it can do, if it operates according to the Lord's direction and with his spirit, it can take away some surprises. Mm-hmm. It can give you tools and prepare you for the issues that are going to be coming upon you. That's been our goal. Every yep. time we say we tell them that Amen. straightforward, we can give help you see something from afar. Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I'd say it's, it's safe to say the Lord's given you a new perspective on 1 Corinthians 13 as you guys have begun this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh it, again it, it just it, it becomes this vast open area for god to tell, show us currently what we need to learn about love mm-hmm. for instance you know and even the victories look at what we you know thank you lord help us to go forward you know? amen now our other uh leaders from the marriage ministry also going to be teaching some of these yes. sections yes in fact this coming saturday we have a couple frankie and audrey great and yeah. we're excited to see what the lord's going to do through them and even audrey the other day i touched base how's it going and she's already crying and, <laughs> and telling me how god's ripping her heart i love her tender heart <laughs> yeah oh, we're just she's okay, a doll. This, this is going to be awesome that is that is so cool <laughs> It's just, what a opportunity for growth, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys could hoard up all the teaching, you know, and get all the blessing for yourself, but what a great opportunity yeah. just mm-hmm. because, you know, of all the groups, and I know there are probably 
uh, what, 10, 12 couples mm-hmm. in your, your leadership? Yeah, we're about seven, seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. Most of these people, I think, are probably capable of going off to another church and starting a marriage ministry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and leading that. You know, mm-hmm. we're, I, I just look at our church and I think <laughs> we are so blessed mm-hmm. with the people that God, and, but we keep praying, God, raise up people, keep raising yeah. them up, you know, yeah. and uh, as he, he moves them, it's pretty awesome. Just wonderful, wonderful to see. You know, I know one of the occasions we talk about your, your involvement with uh, premarital counseling. Has 1 Corinthians 13 been a part of that curriculum? Um, yes, it is. When we go through the role of the husband and the wife, for instance, in Ephesians, okay. we'll bounce off of that into 1 Corinthians 13. You know, Amen. husbands love your wives, and we'll get into that whole thing about agape love, and I'll sometimes even give them homework to go through 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then bring it back. And how would you apply that to your, don't, not her, but you. That's a good thought, really. You could just, even if you just send them home with it and say, you know, Uh look through this, this Mm -hmm. chapter and tell me how that applies to your ability to love Mm -hmm. your wife as Christ loved the church. Yeah. And that's been very interesting to see them. Again, it's like what we're doing in this year because they have to look at it and and apply it to their own selves. Amen. And that's the only way it works. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, as we think about the importance of the traditional family, do you understand that the family is actually God's purpose at work for mankind as he intended? That's kind of a bigger picture question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, back in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply. So that was the goal for mankind, to become a family. And then, as Henry said, it, it ripples effects to all of society. Um, So yeah, absolutely. The family's vital to our function as people, as human beings. Yeah. Like I said, God works in the home. He takes individuals and and he says, here, go at it. But this is where I do my best work if you allow me to do it. Amen. You know, it's interesting, uh, going back to uh, Genesis chapter two, then where God tells Adam, uh, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. Or it's in the text there. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that's the starting point. You know, you realize yeah. God has something else in mind for these people. And, uh, I've always felt that aloneness before I was married. Yeah. Yeah. I had that in my system. I knew that something was void. Yeah. You were missing something. Uh-huh, until Very I got important. Married. Amen. Uh, Amen. Do you think it's safe to say, um, you know, apart from someone who may have the gift of celibacy, that there is a void in everybody that even God can't fulfill, and that's needing another partner? Well, you, I, I don't know if we want to phrase it that way. He, yeah. He can fulfill it, sure. but it is dependent upon our willingness and our obedience, mm-hmm. like all the other things God wants to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I think that, yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that, John. I, yeah, I totally believe if you have it, God, I don't understand why his timing or whatever, but mm-hmm. but he knows what we desire. Mm-hmm. That need is still that. there. Yeah, it's still there mm-hmm. for, for those that are desiring. But it, it's, again, yielding to his sovereignty for that, fulfilling that need in a person's life is they're wanting to marry. Amen. And you know, you see that again, as you mentioned, Adam, all the way through the scripture, you know, you've got Adam and Eve and their family and the breakdown and the trouble. And I mean, you've got a dysfunctional family from the beginning right away. You know, the first child born in the planet was a murderer. Mm-hmm. And then you, you work your way out through, you know, Manoah mm-hmm. and his wife and their crazy son 
uh, Samson and then you, the life of David and <laughs> all throughout the whole scripture, even into the new Testament, you see these, these families, you see families that are operating according to God's plan. We have, mm-hmm. you know, Philip living in Caesarea with all his daughters who are prophetesses. Mm-hmm. And then you have people, you know, like Herod and his, uh, brother's wife, who is his wife and his stepdaughter and the mess and you know, all that. It's terrible. Yeah. That has always blown my mind. I see it like a funnel that has just opened up and I go, why did it have to go there? <laughs> you know, Yeah. you know, and even in Matthew 19, you have Jesus who said, uh, what I love about that is when the Pharisees approached him about divorce and he tells him, look, don't you guys know that from the beginning, this is the way I intended it from the beginning. Uh-huh. Wow. And that blows my mind because it's in the New Testament. Yes. And Jesus is saying, not that we're ever going to achieve that completely the way it was in the garden, but he's saying, this is the ideal. This is the plan. Yeah. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. And we'll be right back with you after these messages. Throughout the Gospels, we're witness to the apostles' humanity in their struggles and triumphs. Yet, after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, these 12 men would come to turn the world upside down. And it's from a recent study series that Pastor Xavier Reese has combined 12 messages highlighting each of the apostles into one CD pack or single MP3 disc available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. In this new 12 Apostle series, you'll discover how Peter, James, John, Philip, Matthew, and all the apostles were not just chosen, called, and commissioned by Jesus, but equally enabled to accomplish the ministry to which they were called, even as we, the saints, are today. It's the 12 Apostle series, packaged in a brand new audio CD pack for $32, or in a single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the new 12 Apostle series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. There are many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character. And while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible, available now at calvarychapelpasadena.com. You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese illustrates the all-powerful God of the Bible politely requests permission into your heart. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet more, and he hardened his heart. God can calm the outside. What he can calm is the inside, against your will. That's the greater miracle, you understand? Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And welcome. Welcome back with us at Keep It Simple. We're, we're pleased to have you here listening in on the broadcast today. And just listening to that uh, last 
add the uh, significance of the scripture, the importance of the word of God going out. And certainly Lord knows all everything that we do here is predicated on, on that. And we do encourage you to listen in to the teachings of pastor Xavier. And if you're mindful of that opportunity, there are a number of different ways that you can do that. And one of them is through the podcast. Yes. Um, just want to give you guys a quick update on that. Uh, we have had all of our podcasts available on iTunes and also on Google Play. You have a third option now, uh, Spotify. If you uh, are familiar with Spotify, you can um, subscribe to any of our four podcasts. We have four right now. One is all of our services here at Calvary Chapel Pasadena. The other is the talk show that you're listening to right now. Keep it simple. Uh, Pastor Xavier's half-hour uh, radio program and then also his four-minute uh, radio d- devotionals. So, yeah, you can go to calvarychapelpasadena.com slash podcasts, and all uh, four of those feeds are listed for you to subscribe to. And, yeah, it just kind of opens the door in the audience, really, to uh, subscribe to these. You know, uh, Spotify just started doing podcasts, and um, they've quickly become the number two podcasting platform in the world right now. Wow. Yeah, so we just figured why not, you know, use that opportunity to get the the word out and... um, yeah, it also makes it easier for those of you who have an Android phone who are not iPhone users. Um, it's an easier avenue for you to subscribe to to the podcasts. So yeah, take advantage of that, enjoy it, and we're just I'm thrilled that we're able to do that. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about how we're we're doing these podcasts. We do the live radio broadcast on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Thursdays, and it made I thought I had the thought and just uh, that. These are our modern day w- ways to evangelize, like passing out a track. Sure. Yeah. Now you can sense, you know, people are into the technology and totally. everyone has their phone in their hand. And this is a great way to say, hey, listen to this totally. teaching. Amen. Come and check out my church. And they may not want to come in the building, but they, you never know if somebody's going to tap. You know, okay, and you I'm can gonna... do that so easily. Just send somebody a text with yep. a prompt. Yep. And... Even the station that you're listening to right now, you know, we encourage people on a weekly basis on Sundays uh, to share the station on social media. We, we put post every Sunday an invitation for people to listen to Sunday service on Simple Truths Radio. Yeah. And we ask people to just click that share button and it will share it to all your friends and it, it multiplies very quickly. Um, and like you were saying, uh, it's kind of the modern day with of, of, of tracks, tracks, you know, from 20 years ago or so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, other but you know, don't give up on tracks. No, no, <laughs> no, there's, there's not, it's purpose. But um, it really is interesting how there are, uh, even within the technology, there are people who are very prone to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are more likely to go to the website and download the sure. teaching for themselves yep. and uh, everything else in between. And, and so it's nice to have all those different methods it of is. dissemination available. It is. And in fact, I'm going to have to pull it up here, but we had actually a little uh, little message from somebody on Facebook uh, who um, just wanted to share a little little uh, story on, on uh, the way they benefited from Simple Truths Radio. Let's see if I can pull it up here real quick. Uh, her name, Yeah, yeah. Her name is um, uh, Carol Gibson. <laughs> And uh, she's from Oregon. She said she finds herself living in an area in Oregon where there is no solid churches uh, within driving distance from her. And she said Simple Truths Radio has become a lifeline for her. 
How wonderful. Yeah, and she wanted to tell Pastor Xavier hello, and, and she's just really blessed by the ministry of Simple Truth Radio. Well, Carol, so. when we get Pastor Xavier back here next week, we'll see to it that he responds to your yes. thoughts. Yes, yes. <laughs> Amen. And today we're just spending some time talking about the importance of marriage ministry and uh, the new curriculum, Learning to Love, a study through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, Henry and Gloria, I wonder sometimes if Christians really recognize the wisdom and the protection that a, a, a truly biblical family, a functional family really offers to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some do and some don't. And you see those that benefit from the wisdom that God gives to the family. And Amen. you see those that for some reason, whether it's hardness of heart or you know, just not just inexperience, inexperience, or just not yeah. wanting to face some truths that they don't want. They kind of run from it sometimes, and mm-hmm. you know, I, and I experience that in, in in counseling a lot. Yeah, yeah, just even self deception. You know, we're okay, but we're really not yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and then things get out of control within a family quickly. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the protection and the wisdom of of doing things God's way, going through the energy it takes, the self-denial, just knowing the word and staying, staying plugged in and abiding. Oh my gosh. And so much of that is intangible, Gloria. You know, it's, it's not things where you can see that uh, a plus B equals C. You can't see that going to church. How does going to church help your family? And it does in a hundred ways and maybe a thousand ways, but you, you're not really readily able in your own mind to connect all those little dots, yeah. but it's there yeah. and it's real. Yeah. But once you're here and you, and you dive in and you're with the body, you, you just know, okay, that's, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I should have, I needed to be here. Amen. You know? I had a couple come in for marriage counseling some years ago. Uh, they just called and said, is somebody available for marriage counseling? And the receptionist said, yeah, they drove over. They were on their way to the attorney's office to start divorce proceedings. And they thought, before we do that, let's stop off at the church and give them one last shot to talk to us. And I sat, I talked with them for an hour or so and encouraged them through, you know, we are working through 10 years of Lord knows all kinds of foolishness and craziness. But the one thing I was able to get across to them was I want you to read and pray together every day. I want you to find a way at some point in time to sit down together and pray together and to read together. And I asked them to come back and see me in a week. A week later, they came back and I sat down with them and I said, so how are things going? And they said, well, you know, it's, it's a little better. (laughs) Things are a little bit better. And I said, okay, why is that? And they said, we're not really sure. (laughs) And I told them, God will use any, any kind of opening that you can give him to begin working in your heart and in your mind to bring you to himself. Mm-hmm. What a powerful witness that is. Yeah. And sometimes it has, it might even just be one, the other's unwilling. One and one is just willing mm-hmm. to just Lord, you know, help and, and be willing. Mm-hmm. God will work. Talk about the, you know, meeting with the body of Christ. And I just thought about this once we were going to have a, a couple, we had a couple's retreat mm-hmm. and for some reason, the map on the, to get to the retreat facility was wrong. And I was so mad that I didn't catch that. And I was so mad, you know, that people, and, and I found out that people were going up the wrong way. Oh man. And they, there was a group of people that, that actually 
got off the freeway because they knew we're heading toward Las Vegas now. And they went into an AM PM mini market or something. But there had been another couple that got lost also. And this husband had planned to drive them off the cliff and end their lives. He couldn't take what was going on in their marriage. And this guy was coming to the retreat. He was, yeah, were but coming. he but he wow. wasn't going to come. He said, I'm going to drive us off the cliff and I can't take this marriage. I'm going to end it. They had the wrong map. They got off at the AMP and mini market and a whole bunch of people from our church were there. And hey, hey, they, well, you guys are going up there. Follow us. We'll go together. And oh they couldn't goodness. do it. And that weekend we got to minister to them, pray over them, and the Lord healed their marriage. Is God amazing? I was just stunned. That, and that, that is I knew, wild. Um, thank you, Lord, for messing up that map. Or for, for me messing up what the map. What is that? That's Romans 8, 28. Yeah, you know, God yeah. uses all things together for the yeah, good. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. What a testimony. You know, it really is. You know, God wants people to receive this protection, this nurture, and this blessing as he's intended from the beginning to the end. This idea of family, this is not optional. It's his purpose at work, and gosh, we need it so badly. The family has to start with marriage, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. There's really no other way. Mm-hmm. That is the cornerstone. And no matter how supportive or how loving Uh, A single parent may be, still, it's difficult without two engaged parents in the lives of children. Makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's God's design to have a mother and a father. And, you know, for some reason, one of those spouses is lost. God's grace will be sufficient. But, you know, we're in a place in our culture today where people are single by choice, you know, bad choices they make. Um, I know of grandmothers that have had to raise the grandkids because the daughters or sons made bad choices. And um, as well as of a job those have made with what they have, it's still not God's design, which is the best. If if we're following God's design and word for family, which begins with a husband and a wife. Gloria and I were talking about this the other day, and maybe you can just address that a little bit. We were talking about how, it is a husband and a wife that needs to be in the home. And now with where we are in time, you have two men in the home right. as a marriage. Yes. Two, two women. Moms, yeah. And, you know, it breaks our hearts to see that. Well, because one of the problems there, and I mean, there are probably a myriad of problems I don't even know about. But one of the problems is, is that you've divorced yourself from any higher authority than this is what we think and this is how it should work. Mm-hmm. Whereas my whole life, I sat my children down and I said, this is what God says. Yeah. God says you need to do this like this. Mm-hmm. It's not my idea. I'm following God's direction too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm under his authority. And that's part of the protection and wisdom. Yes. You know, in how we deal with our families, with our children, with each other. It's according to God's word who designed it yes. and designed it to be a blessing and to work. And so when we tell our kids no about something or, you know, whatever goes on, it's because it's Mm -hmm. the Lord who Mm -hmm. has said that. And so we're all answering to him, not, not to our own ideas or our culture. And even like you addressed earlier, you alluded to is that sometimes you don't, there's nothing tangible that you can grab, but when there's a husband and a wife structure and you're following hard after God, I, God gives you this insight sometimes mm-hmm. as a husband mm-hmm. and even as a wife, but the hu- you know, as your leader, as leader. of the home, yeah. that you see things below the surface mm-hmm. and, and you have to have that, you know, telling, telling teenagers, they can't do things. I'm sorry. You can't go. You can't go. Mm-hmm. You can't go to this football game. Why? Mm-hmm. What is the reason? And I, I'm able to sit down with a teenager and say, 
honestly, I have to tell you, I don't have a really good reason why you can't go, except I feel convicted in my heart. And if I were to let you go, I would be conflicting my conscience before God. I cannot in good conscience before God Mm -hmm. tell you that it's okay for you to go. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know you, that may be very difficult for you, but that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. We are people under authority. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting talking to you guys about this because I know both of you and myself, we all, we shouldn't be here today. (laughs) You know, we all came from single parent families essentially and from tremendous and terrible turmoil and even violence in our homes Mm -hmm. as small children. You know, we all had single moms Mm -hmm. and our dads were not in the home and uh, it was a a terrible, terrible conflict. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what an evidence of God's faithfulness. I'm glad you brought that up because if you're listening out there, Sometimes people think we, we've always been Christians or we came from a home that... Yeah, people think we grew up in church. <laughs> yeah, and that's far from the truth. <laughs> Gloria and I, you know, my dad, he left my mom when we were four years old, when I was four years old. Uh, he was a, a drunk. Uh, my mom tried to raise me as best as she could. And my examples were not godly of uncles and everybody else in the family that I had. And when God, we gave our lives to the Lord, you see that, oh my gosh, there's something now that is, we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And and that's where God's wisdom, like you were talking about, comes back into the home and, and, and we can build on that, you know, unless the Lord builds the house. I, as a young man, before becoming a believer, and even maybe in the first year or so that I was a Christian, the idea of family was an evil thing. People would ask me, well, you know, you think you'll get married someday. They, Why would I want to do that? <laughs> you really thought that? I really yeah, did. Yeah. I really, I just thought family was, you know, this is no bueno. Yeah. We can't, we don't want this in anywhere near my life. You know, this is all it, it it's, mm-hmm. it's just turmoil and pain and hardship. That's all I ever saw in the family growing up. And I, I couldn't imagine a situation. And, and then you become a believer. And how did your ideas about family change, Gloria? Well, I, there were a lot of single women in my family and they were strong women. They had to be tough. They had, they had to fight everybody. And so that's the learning I learned, you know, to just be a fighter and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to make happen what you want happen. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord shows me that he's given me a husband to protect me and cover me. And I have to yield myself to that. And so that's the refining process the Lord had to bring me into. But his ways are so much better because these women are still alone and they're old and they're dying. And, you know, they've lived a life of difficulty. And their their children and their family have suffered. Just suffered for it. It gets passed on generation to generation to generation, you know, as we tell our kids, you know, you need to marry somebody who loves Jesus more than you do. Yeah. That's the key. Gloria praise that. That's her, <laughs> that's her exact prayer. You just got it word for word. Amen. That's the truth. You know, if you had to pick a couple of areas that most people are struggling with more than others, could you? Um, yeah, I, I think it changes throughout time. But one of the things we were thinking about along these lines is with technology we see in counseling a lot of times lately is that keeping boundaries are a problem these days. Mm, yeah. And what I mean is that you have 
I have a lot of times in counseling, husbands and wives coming in and he shouldn't be texting this person. Mm-hmm. Why are they talking? You know, when I don't feel comfortable about that. And I think that's a big issue these days. That's one of them, you know, that I see a lot of times. It used to be finances, but, you know, with times changing and technology, I think that's one of the, 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 the hot button issues. And that for, together that with the issue that there's really no moral boundaries for our culture today. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Together with our culture, mm-hmm. what's the big deal, you know, of having yeah. private conversations on Facebook with an old boyfriend from high school? It's mm-hmm. really not a big deal to most people mm-hmm. uh, who aren't following God's word. And so a lot, just our mm-hmm. culture mix, while technology is good, it, together it just blurs those protective boundaries mm-hmm. and people get into trouble. It's unwise. And you know, Christians, people in church, people yeah. who are seeking to walk yeah. with the Lord, we're subject to this junk. We, we are affected by the, the degradation of the culture. The culture sinks yes. further and further yes. down in the, into the garbage. Yes. And the church is affected by it. Yeah. You've got, you know, people out there in the church going to R rated movies every week. Yeah. Yeah. People who are, allowing things into their home through uh, television and the internet in every other way. And these, these things are going to be an influence upon them and their children. And then you see the adultery that comes forth from that. And you wonder where did it, you know, why? Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't even real, not on this, but like on the texting and stuff like that, that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't even realize that it's not the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then you bring it up to them. They go, Whoa, it shocks them that you would even bring that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they want to. I mean, normally, naturally, people want to defend themselves. Yes, I have no evil intention here. I'm not doing yeah, anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. They How justify. Can you say that? Yeah, yeah. But the reality is, is that you know, it's such a gift for people to be able to take a step back and to examine themselves uh, objectively and to say, okay, well, I can understand why my wife's upset about this. Mm-hmm. I can under, you know, and maybe I didn't have any bad intentions. Well, I was going to say that. Maybe the intentions weren't bad, right. yeah. but it's unwise yeah. because yes. you are married. Yeah. And, and it just, again, the lines get blurred and the enemy would love to use anything he can to, to bring in. down a marriage. Mm-hmm. So you just well, got to be wise. What does the proverb say? You know, the wise woman builds her house, mm-hmm. but the foolish woman tears it, down. tears it down with her own hands. And, and unfortunately that is, that is what we do now. Interesting as we look at this, because the church is kind of an island here. You know, we are an enclave. And I, uh, we were talking earlier, I went to Disneyland this past week with my grandkids and my wife and family. And uh, um, it's scary who hangs out at Disneyland <laughs> because it's, the, it's our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I spend so much time in church day by day by day, <laughs> these are the people I'm surrounded by. Somebody gets out of whack here, starts yelling and screaming. I pull them over in the corner and say, brother, let's pray together. You know, there's an issue here. What does the Lord want you to do? I can't do that at Disneyland. <laughs> I can because as much as you wanted to, right? I would love to. I, there's so many people I wanted to talk to at Disneyland, but you know, I mean, it, it's kind of terrifying. It's kind of terrifying, and this is our world. Yeah, you know, and, and not not only this is not like it's not a class issue. It's not a racial yeah. issue. It's nothing. It's just no. people. Yeah, it yeah. really is. We've sat there for about an hour on a bench, yeah. just people yeah. watching. Sometimes. Gloria and I sit there sometimes and just watch people and just you know. We're, pretty amazed a lot of times what we see it's scary but if we can take these ideas Mm -hmm. of the functional family your curriculum for first corinthians 13 Mm -hmm. and make it available to the population at large Mm -hmm. the miracles that god would do in the lives of people and we we begin to understand that our our world our culture not just the united states but the whole world 
is having a crisis Mm -hmm. and it's not a political crisis Mm -hmm. and it's not an intellectual crisis. It's not an educational crisis. It's, it's a spiritual crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even moral, although the morality is all built in there. It's supernatural. It's a crisis of the absence of the word of God. It's the absence of God's Holy Spirit working in the hearts of people. And, and there are people who are open in the midst of the society that they're engulfed in. Uh, I have a neighbor across the street who I've just really become good friends with, and he doesn't know the Lord. He's very close to knowing the Lord, but he'll come to me and talk to me sometimes about different things. And when I impart spiritual truths to him, he goes, okay, I get, you know, I'll, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And I love that because it's, God's working on his heart, Amen. you know, instead of, oh, that's crazy. You know, he's, he's serious, you know, and, and I love that. You know, and the, there are other people you can talk to and they'll think you're nuts, but you know, sometimes God opens the door and he wants to save people. He Amen. wants to touch people. And, and it's incumbent upon us to have, to be yeah. bold, to yeah. be willing yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. to tell advice. the truth, yeah. you know, because in your mind, you're always thinking I should, man, I should tell this guy. I should, this guy needs to know, but it needs to get from my mind out my mouth, you know, for them to be able to hear God help us. You know, and I think as we look at the problems in our country today, that you can trace them all back in some regard to problems with marriage and the family. Totally. You know, totally. what do they say? Upwards of 90% of all men in prison come from single family yeah. parents, yeah. single parent Gosh. families. So tragic. Yeah. These guys uh, had a situation. My, my son, you guys know, mm-hmm. works at um, a correctional facility here in Southern California. And he actually does life skills teaching to inmates that are in a particular program. And he was sharing with me the other day that one of the uh, projects they had for these young men in prison is they wanted them to write their family, write their kids. And he had one particular inmate that was very hesitant. He didn't want to do it. He says, you know, I haven't, my, my kid is seven years old. You know, I've never spoken to him. I've never written to mm-hmm. him. You know, he's going to hate me. His mom hates me. I've never had any good interaction with the mother. And so I, you know, I just, I don't want to do this. And so my son continued to talk to him and say, you know, you need to give it a shot. You need to give it a try. You've got nothing to lose. You know, if it, they don't respond or, you know, bad, bad information comes back, you know, we'll take that in stride. But you need to give it. So he finally talked to the guy and the guy said, okay, fine, I will. So he sat down and wrote out a letter to his son, you know, who's seven years old and uh, sent it off. And about 10 days later, he got this huge letter back from his seven-year-old son with drawings of Spider-Man. And the guy lost his mind. He absolutely flipped out. He said, you know, he was so grateful and thankful, just changed the whole perspective of his life, you know, in just a few days to see that kind. And, you know, how powerful the family connections we are. Yeah. I know you guys as, as uh, grandparents here, I know, you know, you guys are just so moved yeah. by the benefit of your grandson. And yeah. I feel the same thing. Yeah. And so, so important for us as the followers of Christ to pass those things along yeah. in the lives of people who need it. Yeah. You know, it, it's fair to say that one way or another, all of human culture is dependent upon functional families. Now you guys have been doing this for, a good many years have the issues that you're seeing with married couples changed at all during that time. You mentioned technology mm-hmm. for one. Mm-hmm. Are there any other things? Um, like I said, I think I might've touched on it. Adultery seems to be, you know, very, uh, in the forefront these days. I get quite often people coming in with this happened. 
So that goes on. I think another one we see, because of where we are in our culture, uh, blended families is is, a, is a large it, uh, factor. But blended family issues are, you know, a lot of people trying. Huge to part that. of the population. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. where we are in our culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And that's great. That's that's important that you guys deal with that. Yeah, if they come in and, you know, we'll try and do what we can as far as that goes. But sometimes there's families out there that just, it's crazy, you know, in that area. And I feel for them, you know, I Amen. really do. I just, uh, You know, Henry, as we're, we're speaking, uh, going out over the airwaves here, there are probably people out there listening to this broadcast today who have really lost hope for their marriage. They're like, you know, that's great information. I'm glad you guys believe that. But we've really, you know, lost hope. What would you say to them? I would say that God is the God of hope. And if he can take two people like Gloria and I and you and your wife, God can do a great work. He designed the family. He designed you and he wants to redeem you back to knowing him and living for him. Amen. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.